Hello, and welcome to the R2DP Road to Discovery podcast, ending the stigma of weight loss surgery with Steph, aka Bariatric Warrior, Bex, aka Becoming Bex, Nicole, aka Spooky BSG Barbie, and Cass, aka Queen Sparkle We are here to talk about everything weight loss surgery related, the good, the bad, and the ugly to end the stigma. So come join us on this road to discovery. Hello, hello, R2DP family. We are here on this beautiful Sunday morning for me, afternoon for Meg. Um, She is in, are you in central time? Or I'm in central time, yeah. Central time. So central standard time. Standard time. And we're in Pacific time right now. Um, but I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for being on our podcast and, you know, spending this time with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad to be here. Um, you know, we've been trying to get to this moment for a while, but I, get, I love it because I just like chatting with you. You know, yeah. it's so easy. You know, <laughs> since we met out at Just Be You, I mean, it's just been like... And it's so easy to chat with you and connect with you. So it's, it makes it even easier to be here on a Sunday morning. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here again. So this is Meg. You may know her as VIP travel girl on Instagram. And then she also has her Berry Adventures Instagram, which we'll get into Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, Why don't you just start off like introducing yourself Hi, my name is Meg. Again, to her point, also known as the VIP Travel Girl. Um, you know a little bit about me. I am just just over a year. The time is now. I don't even think I'm really counting the months per se any longer. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm over a year. This is where we're at. Check back with me in March of 2024. We'll be at two years. Yeah. Um, at least that's where my head's at currently. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. Um, but I'm a year post-op gastric bypass and... I've got to tell you, it's been it's been a remarkable time um, for me. I've said this a couple times that you know coming into my bariatric journey was kind of an unlikely one for me uh, because everything for me getting to my highest weight was really pandemic induced. Mm-hmm. Um, I prior to the pandemic was a curvy woman, had some medical challenges that um, really moved me to a new what we know in the community as a set point, but I really lived a pretty happy, productive, active life. And I was okay with my curves. I'm just down for them. I mean, who doesn't need a little junk in the trunk? Because God (laughs) knows I'm looking for it now. Yeah. Um, But the reality here is that I I had nine months of long haul COVID and that really just, that just took me to a whole nother level from everything from my activity level tanking to inflammation, tachycardia, like there wasn't anything I could do physiologically to, to meet an active moment. And so I picked up that extra weight of got to my highest weight for me of 289 and I'm 5'10". So I'm a pretty tall chick. So I carried my weight pretty well. Mm -hmm. And, but uh, between that extra weight and trying to get my, my life back and to really make that rally once I was able to get past COVID and kick its ass a little, uh, a lot actually. Uh, I, I just, I looked into gastric bypass because I had a girlfriend who uh, had done it during the pandemic. And I just watched her just, man, her spirit just came alive. And I had known her at her highest weight. And I don't want to tell her story. Maybe one day I can bring her forward to you. But she's an amazing human. She's here in Chicago as well. But I watched her story for about six months. And then I looked into my insurance. And my insurance did cover it. I mean, I had to jump through an obscene amount of whole uh, hoops, excuse me, but it was, it was something that was worthwhile if they were going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem, you know, just doing those sorts of things. But in that process, um, I discovered I had a hernia that I really started asking some serious questions, Stephanie. Like I was like, well, I got to get the pre-off. So let me ask some questions about bariatric surgery. And let me tell you, I was on the phone with them for like 45 minutes and they were going line by line to make sure I understood what was necessary. And I love that. And they just encouraged me more than anything. You know, I've been very fortunate that my insurance company had a whole group that did nothing but handle bariatric patients. And the insurance company had a ton of coordination in the process. Like they took the lead on my bariatric journey in ways where my program coordinator 
we'll just say had left areas of opportunity for growth. Mm. Okay. So in that, they really just brought me along and my, my primary care and all those, and my team, like they just really were like, Meg, you do you, we'll do us. We'll get everything in. We'll kick it with Nori and we'll get you across the finish line. And that right there just laid the foundation. And it was really about finding community through Instagram and to kind of better understand what my bariatric life experience would be like. And once I was able to discover that, that's when I finally said yes. Like I went through the whole process, fully committed, like lost 62 pounds prior to go to my surgery day. Like I was committed. I didn't know if I was going to say yes, mm -hmm. but I knew if I was going to go through the process, I was going all in. And I did. And it was ultimately Natalie, Miss Breaking Barriers herself. She was doing a, a, a lunchtime walk with her dog and just kind of showing me her day-to-day -day life. And most people think, oh, you know, she hasn't had this long journey, but she really has. She has. She's shown mm -hmm. me. And you have, like, this revision process. Like, people think that it's the success of the final one that makes the journey in your maintenance. But there's so much bariatric life experience that occurs from people who've gone through these the many complications to revisions from the lap, the lap band journey uh, to all the lap banders out there, rock stars, because mm -hmm. you guys have been in the shits. Okay. And I just, I look at that and I think about that journey and Natalie showed me. And then from there, Natalie just kept showing me awesome people who were living their best bariatric life. And that is what I'm all about. Like I've lived a life before, but now I'm going to do it amped up even more. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, better watch out. <laughs> yeah, I, love that. <laughs> I love that. So from the time that you started the process to the time that you said yes, how long was that? So that was June of 2021 that I started that I made a full commitment to like, I'm going to explore and start that because I had to go through six months of mm -hmm preoperative and you know here's what the shit part was is my insurance benefits changed the mm. day before my sixth month now here's the kicker they removed those barriers they were no longer necessary oh my gosh but that's all right because i have twofold there there's value for all the for all of you out there who are having to go with the insurance route or choosing who have are fortunate enough to have insurance that will cover it okay it's a bitch Let's be honest, but those, those barriers to moving forward are there to prepare. Yep. It's not the physical preparedness. It's the mental preparedness. Yep. And I wouldn't take back those six months for anything. Exactly. But even from there, because I always say, oh, the people who got this done during COVID, oh, I forgot. That's me too. Because the reality is it was going to be going to be another three months after I got my surgery date before I would actually ever get to the OR and I had to get through a whole nother wave of a new variant in 2022 to even get into my bariatric surgery. So, um, I say those six months were really important. So ultimately it was nine months from the time I said I would explore this fully and commit to the exploration up until I actually got into the OR suite. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's so. That's a long time. I think it's not 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 just you know important to go through those six months or however long for your mindset, but I also feel like it's important for you to have those tests done as well to make yeah. sure a did you pick the right surgery. Facts. Mm hmm. And because, hey, a lot of people don't know that they have underlying GERD. So if you have underlying Truth. GERD, you know, you want to have that endoscopy done. Maybe, maybe in the protocols, you want to have that manometry done. Because if the, you chose sleeve, unfortunately, sleeve could either get rid of it, make it better, or make it worse, or bring it on. So yeah. you may want to consider bypass if that was the case. So I feel like those, those are in place and they're very necessary for that too but to your point and beyond mm -hmm. it's also lifestyle like your lifestyle plays a huge role in which 
surgery is going to be the best fit for you. Mm -hmm. And then also to knowledge of the actual surgery. So like understanding how your anatomy functions as it is preoperatively and understanding how your anatomy is going to function postoperatively is a necessary step as well. So again, that mindset is really important in that journey, but there's a lot of education and there's a lot of dumpster fires as I've heard them be called and a lot of misinformation and just, there's a lot of shit out there. And I feel like uh, it's, it's also how you go about it. Like, yes, there's great bariatric um, conversations and voices out there too, but you also have to be willing to get into the medical minutiae, you know, be willing. For me, it was like, I watched the, my, the gastric bypass done at least three dozen times by multiple teaching institutions from around the world. By the time I actually was able, see my surgeon too was very measured. And I think a lot of bariatric surgeons are, they put up this massive wall, regardless of what you're capable of. And we only know that, but they don't, answer all the questions they Mm -hmm. wait until it comes back down to it and there's there's good reason in that but i'm a technical person so by the time i got to my surgeon you done left me to do the research so i've done the research and now i'm going to sit your butt down and i'm going to go to town and i did i popped my laptop open and i had at least 50 questions about not just his technique but also the medical challenges that could potentially arise and mm-hmm. how they may or may not impact me based on my medical history. He was not prepared for that. Yeah. But that's what happens when you leave people to their devices. They're either going to thrive or they're going to flounder. Very rarely do they get in there someplace in between. So, you know, that whole process was really important. So I feel like, I feel like the gate, the gate reviews that we have to go through with insurance, there's a value to it. There's mm-hmm. also value too, to being able to get gastric bypass if you need it under extraordinary circumstances in particular, that you don't have those hurdles of insurance. So it's wonderful that they're great, um, whether it be in Mexico or other places abroad, or even here domestically, um, programs that are out there for people to get access to bariatric surgery with quality surgeons that will Mm -hmm. communicate that's that's key i want to put that out there and there's some great ones i'm no shameless plugging here (laughs) (laughs) yet (laughs) and then to get a little bit um into your you just had plastics not long ago yeah yes i did i did my first round you know they say rome wasn't built in a day dear (laughs) well i'm eight weeks in and i'm here to tell you (laughs) We're moving right along, yes. <laughs> yes. but yeah. So I just had um, a breast reconstruction. Uh, I make the joke and I'm gonna hold on to it for a minute. One, because it helps me emotionally cope, but two, because it's really damn funny. Um, my four breasts were flat, you know, a, a flour tortilla had more fluff <laughs> than, <laughs> than, than um, yeah, it was bad. Uh, and that's okay. I was a late bloomer to begin with. And then, you know, I, I was never intended to be what I got to at my high, my highest. But now that I'm in, back in the slim figure again, um, which is familiar to me when I was younger and a good part of my, my 20s, almost to 30s, I was pretty slim. Um, but my boobies were just gone. And I just really, ooh, ooh, it was not pretty. But thankfully... I had had a few consults at a conference and they were all like, there's no, there's, there's nothing more to lose. There's the queen (laughs) whenever you're ready. (laughs) I was like, okay, when am I ready? And I waited another six months. You know, Mm -hmm. I, my surgeon's a rock star. This is the shameless plug, if I can. Yeah, you can. If I may. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jamie Schwartz. I mean, if you go to my Instagram, I'm everywhere. I'm all about that. But it's not just what he did with my reconstruction. And it's 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 a whole approach. You know, your surgeon, you know, I think if you're not in love with your plastic surgeon a little bit, then you're with the wrong one. Because they see you. Like, they, you let them see you. I can't tell you when I've just walked into a doctor's office and been like, take my shirt off. You know, it's like his person, his, his understanding of the bariatric community. He does a lot of work with lymphedema 
and the, the the magic that he has done for so many women and men with lymphedema is insane. But also the work and the research that he's done um, in the breast implant and augmentation community is out of control. And that was important to me. So it's not just about the aesthetic. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Schwartz, for, I, I don't know how you did it, but you're doing it. <laughs> Halle Berry, I love you. <laughs> but um, Bond Girl. Bernetta, hashtag bong girl, uh, but he, he did it. And I feel I found I, I, it was easy for me to say yes to him. I looked at multiple options. There are so many great voices out there who've shared their bariatric uh, plastics journey and non I mean, you got to get the information from everywhere, but there are so many great voices out there who have shared their journey and what they've gone through. Um, even more so than I have, I I'm taking a, a little bit different approach, um, to how I'm sharing, but I've been really happy with Dr. Schwartz as far as where I'm at currently. Um, my left breast, she's pissed. She's not as pissed as she was. She's definitely settling in, but my right one's like, are you ready to pull up to the party? Cause we need to go shopping. Like I need you to get where you need to be. So, um, right now it's about being patient. There's a reason why they say, you know, give it time. Yeah. You know, I'm a big proponent of being patient and making assessments, you know, having all the information and, and they check in with me regularly. We talk about that. We're crystal clear. Um, so right now it's just about making sure my left booby falls into place, which is very common. Uh, so a lot of people, um, who are women, no people, a lot of individuals who seek breast augmentation, reconstruction, a lift of any type of work, you know, these are part of the process. It's the being patient and I'm going to keep, I'm going to be, I will jump in your DM and I will tell you, just take it easy, yep. be patient. I'm going to, you'll see that with my conversations. I'm going to be sharing with Bex, like girl, take it easy. Queen. If she's awake over there, beautiful. I love you. She's still sleeping. <laughs> For those who are just listening, uh, we we do have our Zoom video on, and and Bex is laying next to Steph. You're such a beautiful caregiver. You give just as much as you receive, and I love that about you. So thank you for being such a tremendous caregiver okay. to all the caregivers that are out there too listening. We can't do this without you. We can't. No. You know, I my Cassidy, man, she didn't just feed me like really keep me alive and feed me. And she has been my, my non-berry leg. She pulls in and like, hype girl, we need a category in the Just Be You Bariatric Awards for- For caregiver, support, hype, per, support yes, partner, yeah. Support, support person, like who is that person? Cause I got, I have an individual to nominate. Yeah. You actually, but um, yeah. So my journey has been going pretty well and it's been, it's been just one day at a time. I keep it really just stay present and don't look too far ahead because there's still a lot more to come. Yeah. Do you have still plans in the to future to do your second round? I do. Okay. Um, currently planning on doing a tummy tuck. I, I was talking to Dr. Schwartz about this before I even left. And he was like, Meg, I know you'd like to do it all together. <laughs> He's like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh, so I'm going to do my tummy tuck and I'm going to put that off until the fall. I have a lot of commitments, uh, you know, leading up to the Chicago Marathon, which I'm very involved with. And I just summertime, not trying to recover all summer mm -hmm. and just phase things out. And up here, you know, they say bodies are built in the winter. Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yep. In the winter in California. <laughs> so I'm going to do... Yeah, I said that out loud. Um, so that's that's my plan. And then I'm still kind of up in the air on whether or not I want to get a, a lower lift. So that takes time. Those glute muscles, they don't come overnight. So all those ladies that are out there building their their trunks. Yes. Yep. Definitely. They're doing it. That takes work. Definitely. It takes work. Where, where are you traveling next to? Okay, so let me take a drink of my... Hydrate time. Uh-huh. Hydration sip there. Okay, so I am off to WLSFA this week uh, in New Orleans. So that's going to be a fun opportunity to see some great faces, to see what's going on in the bariatric community, and also get back to New Orleans. I haven't been there since pre-Katrina, which is really random. Oh, wow. 
And then I am off to Denver for a little Barry mini meetup with a few of my uh, Barry friends that I've really connected with. And then I fly, and I'm only, it's a one-day trip. I like a good pop in and out. And then back to Chicago where my my, my non-Barry bestie, Cassie, uh, she's flying into town for a business trip so I get to spend some time with her. And uh, then I go wheels up to London. Oh, uh, yeah, in May. And then another another trip out to LA. And I'm on the go. I'm on the go. Yes. I'll stop. I'll stop. It's a lot. It's a lot. You like being on the go, though. I mean, it, it, it's I it's do. your name, VIP Travel Girl. <laughs> I am. That That's who I am. But I'm also someone who likes to be where my spirit wants to be. And that's with my community. And I, you know, these very many meetups that I do. And the intention to that is to cultivate and create those connections. And so that ultimately these broader experiences that I plan to bring forth in this, not only just this summer um, with Chai Weekender, but then also abroad, you know, mm. like that's what I do. You know, I, I'm a travel pro. I've been in the industry for 18 years. Like, it's what I know. It's in my blood. It's not all of who I am, but it is who I am. And I, I shouldn't say that's the wrong phrase. It's in me. It's a part of my spirit to travel mm -hmm. and to be out there connecting myself with the world through life experience. And we did not go through bariatric surgery to not live out our best bariatric lives. And so that's where Barry Adventures comes from. Mm -hmm. That's so. amazing. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're putting this opportunity out there for people to connect in the community and travel together and make those memories and experiences together. And that's that's like heartwarming because I feel like we need more of that, you know, in the community. So I agree. And I hope, I agree. I hope I can go on one of those very soon. <laughs> you will you will and I love you've put together some great uh little meetups too with your berry ghouls and and just exploring Washington and I think that adds so much value not to you just personally but to the people you're connecting with because when we have that that community we're just it fuels us and it allows mm -hmm. us to to live you know those those real transformative experiences each day you know like there's a life to live out there that is more than just our day-to-day -day, like habits that we just stack. Like we stack those habits so we can live our life. We don't stack the habits so that we become only our habits and we just, that's it. That's mm -hmm. we're in that box. So, you know, I, I am excited that these very adventures that are going to come forward, they're going to connect for people because they're, they're not going to be these massive, like I've done that. I, I don't have the capacity for it. Um, capacity because that's not where my spirit's at like I have capacity to attend them all day long I just don't want to produce them any longer but these very adventures are meant to be intimate to be elevated to be life experience activations that help individuals like conquer some for some people it's a fear like there's a real fear of going somewhere by themselves on a solo adventure mm -hmm. I don't want that to be a fear for people you know there's no need to fear when you have your people near Oh my gosh, write that down. There's no need to fear when you have, have your, your people, people here. Yep. That's like a good that. one. Somebody, I think, thankfully this is being recorded, so I don't yes. need to write it down. But <laughs> I mean, I, having those experiences with, it's not just about being like-minded because we're all so different. You know, we've had bariatric surgery, yes, but it is not all-encompassing of who we are. We do so many different things. We are involved in so many different organizations, and we've seen life through different lenses. And I think it's important to allow who we are deep down to come forward and go ahead and share that with people. Definitely. We're not just our jobs. We're not just our jobs, people. Like, that's a part of who we are. And that's why I often say, like, even when I go out, people ask me what I do. I just say I'm in tourism because otherwise I'll spend the next two hours planning or answering questions regarding their 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 trip, their upcoming trip <laughs> or answering the dreaded question. Would, would you like to guess what the dreaded question is that people ask me the most? How much is it going to cost? No, that's the second dreaded question. Oh. No, it's not because I handle that with no problem. The biggest dreaded question is people ask me what's your the most favorite place you've ever been to? <laughs> I 
I can't. Why don't you tell me where your most favorite place is first? Yeah, and then where have you ever wanted something. to go? Yeah, where where is the one place you've always wanted to go? Because what my favorite place is may not be your favorite place. Yeah, why don't you? Some place I've never been. Mm -hmm. Some place you've never been and you're dying to go. Yeah. I can answer that wholeheartedly without even, I'm excited to answer the Galapagos Islands. Nice. Mm -hmm. And the best part is you got to go to Ecuador to get to the Galapagos. I'm totally down for Ecuador. Mm -hmm. I'm totally there. I need to go see the little translucent frog. And I need to see an albatross. And I need to also see one of those lizards that have gills oh, because they've evolved. Yeah. yeah. They can dive. They got little gills. And when they come up, they get on the little rock and they like a little spout through the top. That's yeah. awesome. Insane. Need to see it. Oh, and there are penguins down there, people. Ooh. Yeah. I know. Yeah. All right. See how well, excited maybe, I am? Yeah. Maybe a Galapagos Islands Berry Adventure trip in the future. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that just be the greatest? Mm -hmm. We'll have to plan that one out because you have to save a buck. Yep. Definitely. Great part about Berry Adventures, just to put this out here, is that, yes, price is a factor, but I want people to know that they're priced out so that everyone can can, can participate. Yeah. I think that's the really important part is that everyone can participate. And over time, you know, they're going to grow. And if you don't have a passport, that's, a, that's, that's happening, people. So you'll be hearing a lot about passports in the future. Definitely. Who doesn't who doesn't want to go someplace where you need a passport? Do you really? have a passport, Steph? I do have a passport. I have a passport. I do. I, uh, my I actually, passport's way valid. My passport I'm on, like passport number two or three. Oh yeah, my passport's way valid. I literally got it, I think, uh like six months ago. Renewed, yeah. Okay. We're good. Do the girls have a passport? <laughs> Bex got a passport? Bex does have a passport. I know all of our, our Mexico surgery friends, they got passports. Yeah, Nicole, Nicole. They got passport. Nicole lives like two hours from Tijuana. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You got to have a passport. If you don't yeah. have a passport, people get one. Okay. Yeah. We don't want to harp. Get a passport. Passport. <laughs> Do you have a passport? Okay. I'm done. <laughs> so, so something that I wanted to touch on that I love about what you share on your Instagram in regards to most recently your plastics journey is, you know, breast health and awareness. Mm, yeah. Um, I love yeah. that you have put that into your journey and talking about it because it's really important, not just for it women, really is. but also men because gynecomastia mm -hmm. is a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. And interestingly enough, um, most of the conversations that I have have surrounding when I'm like, how do I want to share my journey? Because I'm a little reticent in certain areas, particularly when it comes to my body. And it's not because there's shame surrounding it. It's just, first of all, people are really effing rude out there. They got a lot of shit to say and got nothing to do with them, mm -hmm. period. Two, it's my body. And I, I just, I hold it, I hold it close to me. And I just didn't know how I wanted to share my journey. And that's been tough for me. Like, how did I want to do it? Because I knew I wanted to. And I know how much value I've received from it. But, ooh, it was tough. So, I mean, I vacillated. Part of my anxiety leading up to surgery was like, Meg, it's time to document. Yep. And I knew that Cassidy was going to be documenting like, like the pre-stuff. But I was like, there has to be an element of education involved in this because, yes, I got to go to Beverly Hills to get my boobs done, reconstructed. Like, let's be clear, a full reconstruction by one of the most renowned plastic surgeons out there. And I'm very fortunate for that. However, I chose him because he's also a scholar, because he takes the time. He's been involved with NIH. He doesn't just look at the aesthetics. He's really looking at my quality of life. He's looking at the quality of life of lymphedema patients. Breast health is super important to him and how he communicates and brings forward his patients. And that that resonated to me. And that ultimately is why I said yes to Dr. Schwartz. Mm -hmm. It's because he wasn't just about the aesthetics and cutting, getting the check. And I needed to bring that forward and share that it is important. That's why it's about being mindful and not getting too far ahead in the process. Um, it's not because it can get emotional, not because you're, you're like, you're losing it, but because you're, you're seeing things, 
you're you're still looking at your scars yourself you're 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 taking bandages off you're every day you are massaging your breasts and you're doing things like i'm worried about capsular contracture right now my left one isn't dropping i'm taking medication to increase blood flow like those are things and i know i need to speak to that more how not sure i just did mm-hmm. so i need to just do it but at the same time it's important for me to be patient mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm understanding what's going on. What it's hard to tell the difference between normal healing and capsular contract. They, they are symptomatically the same thing. And the only way to know is time. Yep. And we want instant results. We're in that instant gratification and it's hard because there's so much comparison out there. And so taking the attitude of education, I'm glad to hear Stephanie that it resonates with you because when we do that, when we have the knowledge that we need to move through a moment, then we're able to make smart choices that are in line with who we are, what we want, what we need, and what we expect, and how we're going to stay, like, headspace and body space, they're they're aligned. That's how we heal. And it was also the whole reason I had bariatric surgery, so that my physical and my spiritual form could be realigned. Yeah. And because of that, I'm, I'm, I heal well. I sleep well and I can live out my bariatric lifestyle mandates well so that I can heal from my plastic surgery well. Yeah. They're all correlated. So um, that was a really great question. And I, you gave me a lot to think about. And like, I need to bring forward that discussion and could do so this week. I mean, nine weeks is on Tuesday. Yeah. My other question is, is did your plastic surgeon request that you either have a mammogram or an ultrasound of your breasts beforehand? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And that's when I started sharing. Mm -hmm. It was the mammogram. I was like, there ain't no better call to action to tell people to go get their boobies checked. Yep. Check your tatas, ladies. Yep. Check your tatas. And and a mammogram is uncomfortable for some and not for me. It just really resonated just how frigging flat my my boobies were. (laughs) But you need to know where your girls are at. So much comes from your breast health. And it's better to know early than to be caught off guard because that is a message no woman wants to receive. And I got to tell you, the only thing I have had girlfriends who have had total mastectomies, like I needed to do it because they had the gene because the chances of them developing breast cancer was through the roof, had lost a mom or another family member or friend to breast cancer. And the fact of the matter is, I don't wish that on anyone and not to mention it's hard to look at our bodies and to go through all that, like on top of treatment and it's too much and it's so prevalent for women and, and men, um, breast health is important. And so just check your tatas. All you gotta do is lift your arm, do it in the shower. You're already lathering up. I mean, you're there people like, what's the big deal? You're moving them around while you're trying to fit them into your bra. Yeah. Make sure it works or tape them up. If you're taping them up and checking them anyway, check your tatas. Yeah. It's it's the men, help your ladies out. Be like, boo, I love you, but let me check these for you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Pull up, men. <laughs> and ladies, for your ladies. Yeah. I don't care who you are. For your intimate partners, pull up. Yeah. Help them check them out. Like, okay, that's my PSA for the day. I'm done there. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want any excuses, people. Yeah. How would you say your recovery from your weight loss surgery compared to the recovery of plastics? Completely different? Oh, yeah. Well, hmm. it's an interesting question. And I would say that for me, yes, they are different. But for me, I would say that Recovery from my bariatric surgery was a little easier than my plastics. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you why. Because everything was done laparoscopically. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. And I had a genius in there doing his thing. And I knew from, I knew from the jump, everything was fine in there. Like I just knew. And not that I didn't know that everything was fine with my plastics, but I mean, there's incisions, there's, it's just different. You know, and there's a false sense like, oh, and Cassidy, my girl Cassidy was so scandalous. She's like, oh, the first day after is the worst bullshit. It's day two. 
I'm going to put it out there. I'm not going to hide. Day two was the shit. Day two. I think we chatted on day two. I think we did. Day you were really tired. Yeah, the struggle was really real day two. Um, I think the greater things that as far as like, and please forgive my schnauzer in the background. She has things to say like her mom. Uh, but I would say that with plastics, the key is really how you go into it. Even with your bariatric journey, it is important to prepare your body at every phase for surgery. But with plastics, man, the food you put in your body really matters. The how, constipation, we're in a bariatric podcast, so we always talk about oh, our food. Yeah. Um, you know, but the constipation, wow. the worst the absolute worst I've ever experienced. And I got to tell you, I didn't have a big, no big deal, no big deal. And I would also tell you that my normal remedies, mm -mm. my Dr. Schwartz said, you, you can't overdose on tocolax or coles, just so you know, take them. Yeah. Just like candy. Yeah. Oh, you don't eat candy. That's all right. You can have, you can have these. Bex is <laughs> these doing, are great. Bex is doing Miralax three times a day and just better fiber in the morning, two scoops as well. And the, the surgeon said, usually it's like day five you'll go. Um, but if she doesn't go, probably because she's day two post-op right now, swelling is yeah, day five. getting there. Um, it was five days. Yeah. So she might have to introduce some Ducalax or something. Yeah, I did. I think I did a post too. Yeah. I think it was day four or five. But I was also counting. And I'm a regular. Yeah. Like, again, shout out to my bariatric surgeon. He likes to keep things real low key chill, so I can't even use his name. I'm working on him, people. I'm working on him. Okay. Had to like low key, like, refer. Um, the reality is um, he his magic in there. Like, I no problem. Yeah. Everything's moving, but man, I, even my smooth move tea didn't work, which was brutal. And that's not okay. When the tea fails. Does your smooth move tea make your stomach cramp? Mm -mm. No. Nope. I just, Hi, I, just, I drink it before bed. Is she awake? Hello, queen. Hi. Hello, beautiful. Oh, she's like, Meg. My tailbone today. hurts. Her, yeah. So sitting on her tailbone hurts like hell. Oh, I hate that girl. Yeah. I hate it. Add donut to the list, people, of must-haves before plastic surgery. Matter of fact, get a donut for your household, people. Mm. You have a donut, boo-boo? Kevin has a donut. I could steal it from him. Yeah. 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 We're going to steal the donut, donut from Kevin. That yeah. sucks. You know, I think the next plastic surgery, since I don't want butt, butt implants, I need like a little tailbone, like a little bumper for the bottom of my tailbone. <laughs> I mean, I would pay money for that. Did your surgeon tell you that? Because so like I went in for my consult when she was in surgery just to see. That. And I went into it thinking, I just need a tummy tuck. Most of my skin's in the center. And they're like, oh, no, you need a 360. It's interesting how our how our, our um, things start to sag differently, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and, and there's, there's a reason. And it's not just because we're working out, you know, body composition is, is a thing, but your body just really starts to shift over time and how your skin hangs. Mm -hmm. So... You know, even if you're working out and you're doing things, man, once that butt hits the ground, that's it. Like, ooh, Bex I don't know. A, I wasn't doing a 360 until about three months ago. And I was like, well, yeah, I, well, I can tell left. you that uh, Bex's butt and uh, frontal areas look amazing. Looking, looking yeah. good, queen. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Like. <laughs> It sucks today. Like right now, like we're doing this right here live. We're having this chat. I'm telling you, Queen, it sucks today. But here's what I'm going to tell you. You're going to look so effing fire <laughs> by like July. I know that's so far off, but stay with me. It's a long game, Queen. Like yeah. by July, you're going to be standing up a lip way more straighter. Your ass is going to be on perk. And that bikini you bought. Oh, I'm you so did buy bikinis beforehand. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. I mean, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so Yeah, that's your theme song right there. 
that's your theme song. She went. Right? She went into so surgery. So she went into surgery just saying, "I can do hard things. I can do hard things." That's right. Yeah. That's right. So bad. It does. It does. The yeah. anesthesia worn off yet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that wore off quickly. Oh yeah. Well, you know, let it. I got to tell you, I went with the light. I was like, I don't want that heavy stuff. You know, we're, we're keeping that. That tea was some good stuff. Like I woke up alert asking questions. Like get that video rolling. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got footage. I, I got footage. But yeah. So you're the anesthesia's worn off and your feel your head. Is it clear? No, 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 she can't. She's feels like she's talking very slow. And then mm -hmm. like the words that she wants to say won't come out. So she'll maybe say something wrong. But she's oh. on she's on a bit pretty good regimen. Um, okay. She takes an oxy every two hours, and in yeah in yeah, and in and in between that she takes a flexorol an hour after the oxy, twice Ooh. a day. So okay, yeah, that's serious business over there though. That's that's real. Yeah. Real recovery going on over yeah. there. It's pretty, she's very tight, very swollen. She was standing up pretty straight day one, but now she's... Uh-huh. Yeah. She was feeling herself, you know, mm -hmm. that anesthesia was like... Oh, I mean, they took too. like four inches of your torso off. Oh, mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, snatched. And right now I'm not yes. in pain my ass. She's not in pain. It's just her ass is numb and hurts. And she she's very itchy. Mm-mm. Okay. A PSA, because we're on a PSA roll here. Do not itch. Oh, yeah, she's not itching. She can't even. She is in a binder. She can't even. We're just saying it across the board. We're yeah. saying it across the board. You can't, you can't itch. Do not, ladies, mm -hmm. of, of the plastic surgery, bariatric, whatever, I don't care. Men, don't itch it. Nope. And don't put right. heat on it either because you don't need nope. a burn. Lightly tap. Just yeah. tap, 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 tap. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just tap. Yep. Okay. PSA done. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have the PSA. Like these are public service announcements that are necessary. Definitely. Necessary. My goodness. Well, Bex, I wish you a speedy recovery. I'm going to be sliding into your DM Tell and me. hyping you up. And, you know, if you need to just slide back in and be like, listen, queen, this shit beep that's mm -hmm. fine i receive i'll receive that for you thank you you're welcome boo boo love you heart hand heart hands heart hands she's holding up a heart hand yeah oh. <laughs> oh. love you <laughs> so good oh. so good if there's one thing that you would want to tell someone considering either bariatric surgery or plastic surgery, what would you want to tell them? Well, first with bariatric surgery, what would I want to tell someone considering? I would want anyone considering plastic surgery to always stay focused on what they want and what they need and what they expect. I say it all the time, you know, for their, for their overall life experience, because we, I hear a lot and I speak to a lot of people too about their journeys. And the one thing I hear consistently is that they were very worried about, oh, my mom wasn't supportive or my, my best friend got this or that, man, here's the kicker. They don't live your life. They don't live your life. You live your life. Only you wake yourself up every single morning and choose your path. Mm -hmm. And if bariatric surgery is the right path for you, then harness that moment. Take it from the jump. From the moment you say that I want to explore bariatric surgery, do it and do it well. Because you're making a decision to change your life for the rest of your life. And you are the only person that is responsible for that journey. You can bring people in that will help you navigate and help you make choices that may may, may bring forth your spirit in a certain way, but you've got to do it yourself. So jump in with both feet. Definitely. So do it for yourself and nobody else. Definitely. And for plastics, mm, 
I would say that plastics is a very personal decision. I mean, so is bariatric surgery, but plastics is different. Like, I think people move with plastic surgery uh, oftentimes for completely different reasons than the reason they make. It's an aesthetics thing. I think there can be medical reasons for sure. I'm not negating that. I think it's a mixture. Like, yeah, even people who do it for medical reasons or even after weight loss surgery. I mean, yes, you're doing it for, you know, more better functionality and no rashes and whatever, but there's still that vanity side. Hells yes. That's why I picked that. Hells yes. Yeah. What do you think, Bex? Yeah, no, I I mean, I think I did it for both reasons, for vanity and for, you know, physical necessity because I have like back problems and um, sciatica and pinched nerves and things like Mm -hmm. that, that the skin pulling down on me, you know, made worse. That shit hurts. But I also did it for vanity, which is why I chose Dr. Dry and the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I was just looking to get the skin removed, Mm -hmm. I would have gone somewhere else. Right. But no, I chose I chose a surgeon because I figured, you know what, if I'm going to do this... You're only doing it Thank once. You. I'm only doing it once, and I'm going to go the best. You yeah. know what I mean? Thank you. So Thank you. And Thank I want to talk about what you realized, what you had been doing with huh. your stomach. To- oh, yeah. When they took... When they were taking photos of me, the woman said, now relax your stomach. And I was like, what? He goes, she goes, relax. And I relaxed... And it hurt. It hurt. Oh, so immediately her skin went lower. Dropped like three like inches. Three inches and in pulling because she was yeah. so. I'm so used to holding it up. Holding mm-hmm. it in, yeah. Yeah. Holding like, it up, yeah. Engaging that core. Exactly. Hey, but girl, that core. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to relax it. I mean, now I can't yeah. do anything, but, you know, it was really but hard think about to that. release it. So think that, about that, that was... Did you do that before surgery too? Well, I think I like did it when I was before your bariatric too. surgery. Yeah, I think so. To hold everything up so that I wasn't like falling over and mm-hmm. you know. And also we grew up in a time frame when it was like suck it in, suck it in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there is that piece Agreed. there. But it was just interesting that it actually physically hurt to release it. Wow. And it it, it felt better to hold it in. But that again, that's that strain on your back, on your stomach, on your muscles, everything. The the loose your posture. Skin. Oh yeah, big time posture. My upper back kills me all the time. Well, in lifting, you know, yeah. working out, you work out to feel like everything about your life, you know, the way you moved, yeah, was still stemming around that. Not to mention what type of stress buildup did that create for you? Yeah, like mm-hmm. in your core. Oh you know, yeah, like, and in my shoulders. You know, and for my back. you know, that's a lot. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm I'm really already day two anxious to get back to the gym, but not happening. Not happening. But I okay, am still excited. Okay, so change. here's my encouragement to you. I, I don't want to quote I'm I'm speaking to Bex. So I have no PSA yeah. for the moment. <laughs> but I really, you know, I'm somebody that like I gotta keep the momentum going. Like it's a carousel. You gotta keep it going. Because once yeah. it stops, you gotta get it started again. Or uh-huh. merry go round, I should say. And that time, this time you've planned for this. Yeah. You have planned to take this time for yourself. You have already done everything. I'm just reminding you what yeah. I know confidently, you know, for yourself that you've already planned for this relaxation. You planned that relaxation is part of your recovery and you need to sit in that queen. Oh yeah, for sure. That's one of the big differences between this surgery and like my gallbladder mm-hmm. and my VSG was yeah. those surgeries. I was popping up, walking around doing all the things within less than 24 hours and this time I'm like no I'm sleeping for two days like nope amen good that's right she's doing we have to she's doing amazing then you are Mm -hmm. and again I just I'm so glad that you have each other to lean into that's so important and you know to have you there to be able to not just care for her because it's your background but also because you know what she needs you know what she needs right now more than she does in certain regards but you're able to preempt those things there and then she's going to realize like yeah i did need that mm-hmm. i really did need that little extra something because you just know what she needs um but if you can find the tailbone bumper mm, yeah yeah i was even thinking going at too squishy i think a bumper right that's the that's the plastic surgery i'd like to invent is a tailbone bumper yeah, I also so have a broken hurt. tailbone. Oh too. yeah, her tailbone's broken too. So no. yeah, it goes off to the side yeah. instead of tucking under. But, yeah. And so 
I've always had bad tailbone pain. It just got so much worse after losing weight. Mm -hmm. How do you know if you've you've jacked up? I've, I've broken it three times. She's broken it three times. <gasps> and I've been to physical therapists and doctors, and they all said, yeah, it's broken. If we want to fix it, we have to re-break it. And I said, you know <gasps> No. I'm good. <laughs> no, no, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Oh, that's devastating. Yeah. That just sounds painful. Sounds it was. So painful. It's, it's just annoying now, mostly, because I can't sit mm. for long periods of time without pain. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Double check if she got that. If she doesn't have a donut, you just let me know. You send me an address. I will. I will send her a donut. <laughs> That's very sweet of you. My gift to you is a donut. I've got one at home. Down. Kevin has one in his closet. Yeah. If Kevin can him. bring one to use here, and then I got one at home when I get home. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm -mm. So Stephanie, when are you thinking about your plastics? If I may, if you care to show to share. So I'm gonna do two things. Um, first of all, I want to get my tubes tied and removed first mm -hmm. before I consider a 360. That's for medical reasons and to get off my birth control, which is causing issues as well. Um, and I would want to try and do that and then like a month later try and do the 360. I think the 360 though I'm gonna wait at least a couple years just because my body's you know been through a lot of things yeah. abdominally um, they said that once I'm six months post-op this last surgery that I had in December that I would be good to go but just for my mind body soul healing mm -hmm. that's gonna be a while um, but I want to do my breast lift first mm. yes yeah yes yeah. That'll be nice. I, I went into that consult wanting a mini brachioplasty, but a lot of surgeons don't do mini brachioplasties. They want to do the full thing, but I don't feel like I yeah. need a full one. So I don't think I'm going to do my arms yeah. ever unless I find someone who can do a mini. Um, and then thighs, it really depends on how I look after the 360 because I know that yeah. one's brutal. And so... I think I just it is brutal. Do, I just want to just it do is brutal. The, the breast lift and because I have enough tissue to still oh, have boobs. Luckily, that's awesome. Yeah, and so, so happy for you. So I'm thinking possibly probably summer of next year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's nice. I the thylet, you know, was kind of funny too. So uh, Dr. Schwartz was on a panel with several other plastic surgeons and, you know, they were coming around the audience and they were, you know, so like, you know, do you have any questions? Do you have any questions? And me, hell yeah, I had a question. Like they talked about the thylet, they explained all the thylet, everything we see already, we already know. And I was like, I have a question. We want to talk about, I want to know, I want to know about the real shit. Okay. Because the healing process is a thing, but I want to talk about what's going to go wrong particularly because I like the crescent thigh lift notion, but if they don't do it right, your labia could go off to the side. So you could make, oh, you, I mean, this could create like real problems, like Sahara desert problems. Yeah. And that could be traumatic. Yeah. Not to mention the scars just in general on the thigh lift are pretty intense. And the recovery time is pretty extensive. It's actually one of the more challenging That's why it's uh, recoveries. Yeah. And then you Is that what also... your surgeon said too, Bex? No, I just it's just my last my last choice. Like I'm gonna obviously this one, clearly, then arms and breasts and then reevaluate and see yeah. where I'm at and if I'm willing to go through more for a thigh lift. It's kind of my last yeah. choice. I I live in there... pants, you know, and it's only like the occasional shorts or bikini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. I think I would say that I I pause. Like, I know that I want the tummy tuck. You know, I see people get them all done at once. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have, part of me has the stamina. I'll be like, just get it done. But not really. And then what ends up happening from there is like, okay, do I really, again, do I want it? Do I need it? Like, is it necessary for me? Like, is it going to inhibit? Like, I start talking myself out of it a little bit. You know, get back with me in November. <laughs> Well, no, get back with me in June. No, get back with me in May. 
get back to me in May after I see him again. Yeah. And then I mean, he might be like, well, Meg, it's going to be fine. She might, uh, but I just don't know. She might schedule know. her next one, depending on on what happens on her uh, post-op appointment tomorrow. But she's thinking like January for yeah. boobs and arms. Yeah. I mean, well, in the winter months, I mean, that's that's when you're you're not out doing as much. I mean, I feel like that's a good recovery period of time, but also just the time to to recover from where you're at. I mean, you've had a lot, but you're going to look so snatched. I'm so excited for you. Sure, Ray looks it's so nuts. snatched. If I heard snatched. Photos, I don't know if you saw her photos that we posted. I made her some reels. <laughs> I haven't looked today. I've not really I've been on social media like for 2 seconds. No I posted my my breakfast burrito obsessed with it, it was so cut good the carb. so Bexels, choice the yes yeah. always down for a cut the carb there's our shameless plug mm-hmm. <laughs> cut the carb yeah like obsessed so yeah i've been like perfecting my breakfast burrito and so i really enjoyed that this morning uh but uh yeah so we'll we'll see like uh, i feel like i'm just gonna do this moment on the plastics tip and you know see how i feel i my uh my bariatric surgeon he's like you know i can if that's i can do that for you and i'm like we all have our gifts and our talents let's all stay in our lanes yeah <laughs> it's like no sir no sir take my ass back to beverly hills yeah i need the do- i need the dopamine drip that is dr schwartz when he just he walks in a room and all of a sudden you go from anxious to like that was like dr dry too yeah yeah Mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying like if you're not in love with your plastic surgeon you have the wrong one right you have the wrong one mm-hmm. i need to go from like psychotically anxious which i'm not that's not who i am but somehow i got there and then he walked in the room again oof chill no big deal cassidy hands me my list of questions yep i love that i love that so picking your right plastic surgeon for you is a really good one but I'm also excited to see your journey too, Stephanie, when that time comes. Yeah, we got a ways, but I feel like I always say my journey is just ever evolving. <laughs> it is. Well, that's life, right? Life yes. is ever evolving. We yes. just, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. It's not mm-hmm. even here yet. We All we can do is stay. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that, but it is sadly the harsh reality yep. of life. Definitely. Well, sure. Meg. We are coming to our hour here. Is there any last thoughts you'd like to share with us? Well, I just want to thank you guys for having me on and for sharing in this this moment. And Bex, thanks for sharing in your recovery moment with me. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Filled my cup today, you guys. And I also want to remind people to not just follow me on Instagram, but also follow Barry.adventures. Chai Weekender is coming up this August. So more details are coming out. Got some great collaborations that are coming forward. And I'm just I'm really excited to be connecting with my Barry friends. So we'll definitely have to find some time for me to come up to Seattle or to the Washington area or wherever we want to be to, be awesome. to connect. Cause I'm, I'm totally down. Yeah. Totally down. Yes, definitely. Totally down for the Pacific Northwest anytime. Well, we can always meet somewhere else too. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I might throw something out there and like, I don't know. <clears throat> May 31st or June 1st, someplace in, <clears throat> I don't know, Las Vegas. Oh. <laughs> it's not too far. I still need to go not to Vegas because I couldn't go earlier this year. So possibly. Oh, maybe. Yes. Yes. Celebrate my birthday while I'm out there. So that'll Aww. be that'll be a lot of fun. So fun. just uh, interesting vibes. So, but thank you guys so much for having me today and for letting me share with you and for sharing with me. It was a nice way to have a, kickstart to my Sunday. Thank you for coming on here and sharing your story and taking this time. We truly appreciate it. And yes, everyone go give VIP Travel Girl and Barry Dot Adventures. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, follow Absolutely. on Instagram to follow her journey and follow the upcoming updates on uh, these meetups. So Yay, so much fun. Good stuff. Thank you all for listening. We love you. And until next time, bye. 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 (laughs) 
Thank you for joining R2DP Road to Discovery podcast, ending the stigma of weight loss surgery. Please join us next time for our next podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that follow button and that bell to receive notifications when we upload our next and leave us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're interested in supporting us, you can become a Patreon and we do have that link in our bios on our Instagram and we will also share that with you. It's just patreon.com slash R2DP. There's some special perks in there that you might see. Um, There's different tier levels and each tier has its certain perks. You will get a exclusive sticker if you sign up for the first tier. You will also get to hear the podcast two days before everyone else and the perks go on from there. So again, thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye, R2DPers!